Como nuestro Dios No hay nadie como nuestro 
what does it matter? I've heard this story a thousand times. People don't just rise from the grave. Jesus was a good teacher, but he doesn't know my story. I've messed up too many times. I've played my fair share of church games. What is happening to this nation? Is God really in control of this world? Nobody really believes in this. Religion sounds like a waste of time. What is my purpose? Is there more to life? Church is good for some people, but I'm different. How can you believe in a God you can't even see? He has conquered the grave! He's alive! That was the thing that shook the Roman Empire! That a man had risen from the dead! that he was alive, that death could not hold him. Christ is alive. He is risen. Come and see. Yes, Jesus Christ is alive. He rose from the dead in that day, that Easter Sunday morning. I set my hope, Paul said. I tried to put my hope on how I felt, and I felt like I was going to die. I tried to put my hope on what other people would do for me, and they got other people. <laughs> That's like me asking you to hold this pulpit while I preach. That thing is too heavy for you. And some of the stuff that you've been putting on people, platforms, even the economy, is too heavy. So, Paul, man, I feel anointed today. Do I look anointed? I just want to get this message out to you. I know. I see you in Babylonian captivity, but I know Jeremiah 29, 11. I know. Somebody say, I know. Now, this is God speaking, so the inference is you don't know, but I know the plans I have for you. And we know that in all things, this is Romans 8, 28, God works together the good and the bad for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I'm not nervous. I got purpose. I'm not nervous. He's got a plan. I'm not nervous. I've got a purpose. I'm not nervous. He has a plan. I'm not nervous. I have a purpose. I'm here to glorify God. I'll glorify him in a lion's den, in a fire, on on a ship with a storm, or even in a borrowed grave. Jesus said, I'm not nervous. I came for this. I'm God of the storm. I'm God of the grave. And beside me, there is no other. So I set my hope when it got real bad, when it seemed like it was going to be the bottom. I set my hope on the one who is higher. I'm not nervous.
I tried nervous. I didn't like it. I tried nervous. It made me irritable. I tried nervous. It made me eat more. I gained 35 pounds being nervous. I tried nervous. It didn't make me a part of the solution. I tried nervous. It made me a critic rather than a contributor. I tried nervous. It didn't change anything. I tried nervous. I'm going to show up at my job, do what I can, cast my vote, be the dad God's called me to be. I'm going to be the preacher God's called me to be. I'm going to be the mom God's called me to be. I'm going to do my part. I'm not nervous. I'm going to do my part, but I will not panic. Because I lift my eyes and I set my hope. I lift my eyes. We used to listen to that song all the time. It was a Brooklyn Tabernacle choir. I memorized all of Psalm 121 just listening to that song in the King James. That lady who sang it, she, I can't sing it like she sang it, but she would say, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. The Lord which made heaven and earth, he said, he will not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord which keepeth thee, he will not slumber nor sleep. Oh, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand, upon thy right hand. Oh, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. He shall preserve thy soul, even forevermore. Cause my hell, my hell, my hell, all of my hell. Everyone standing.
Everyone stand. I have a hope. I lift my eyes. Psalm 121 is called a song of ascent. There were 15 of them recorded in our canon of Scripture for us to read, but they were originally intended for the pilgrims who would make their way to Jerusalem so they would have a song to sing on the way. How many know you need a song to sing on the way to where you're going? Because Jerusalem, city of peace, was set in the hills. and The hills represent hope, but the hills also represent hidden enemies. And when the psalmist is saying, watch this, I lift my eyes to the hills, he might have felt like a 10th grader in a new school, or he might have felt like a nervous father on election day in America, or he might have felt like a, a refugee in another part of the world that would love to be a part of our democratic process. But he's, he's on his way somewhere. He's on a journey. And as he progresses, he lifts his eyes to the hills, the place where his destination is, the place where his peace is, the place where his hope is. He's going to Jerusalem. And on his way, he lifts his eyes to the hills, and he asks a question, from where does my help come? Where is it coming from? I'm not looking over here, over there. I'm not looking to the hills or the Donald. You get it by Tuesday. I'm looking above all of that. And I always, always read the verse like this. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Thank you, Lord. I always looked at it. Like he was saying, my help comes from the hills, you know, because God is above and he's a great king. And when Isaiah saw the Lord and the year King Uzziah died, he was seated on a throne high and lifted up. Isn't it funny he was seated on the year the king died? In the year where the nation was wondering what to do, God wasn't pacing the marble floors of heaven wondering what he was going to do next. He was still seated. I came with an announcement today. He's still seated. He's still seated. Had a vision. The throne wasn't vacant, and the one who sat on it was seated. So I always thought he was looking up, and that's that's true. You know, our hope is God reigns above. Did you know that the same God who reigns above sustains beneath? And that's why I'm not nervous. He said, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? I have hope in the hills, hardship in the hills. Paul said, I despaired of life, but I set my hope. Both were happening at the same time. My, my hope came from my hardship. Watch this. This is so powerful. This is so powerful. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. Who are you talking to? He's talking to himself. He's having a conversation with himself, telling himself, don't be nervous. I know you see what's in those hills, and you imagine what might be in those hills, and there's boogeymen in those hills, and there might be real danger in those hills. But the Lord is your keeper. And watch this. He's not sleeping. He's not asleep. He knows. He sees. He knows. Not one hair of your head falls to the ground that he doesn't count it. 
Not one sparrow falls from the sky that he doesn't have a funeral. He knows. Next verse. Behold, it's all about what you focus on. He who keeps the people of God will neither slumber nor sleep. For the Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade. For there to be shade, there must be heat. For there to be hope, there must be hardship, or else it won't really be hope. How can you know he will deliver you if you don't know that he can? And how can you know that he can if there isn't an enemy in the hills for you to run to him seeking refuge from? I know. I know you're worried about your teenager. I know you're worried about the state of things. I know you're worried. I know you're worried. I know. I know. But the Lord is on your right hand. And this is what spoke to me. I lift my eyes to the hills. That means he's above it. And God is keeping me and sustaining me. That means he's beneath it. And he's on my right hand. That means he's beside me no matter which way it goes. So I'm not nervous. He's great and he's good. He's big and he's near. He's omnipotent and he's imminent. He is God. And I'm not nervous.
Sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise aloud. Oh, awake my soul and sing. Sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise everybody. Anybody excited about this weekend? This is an amazing weekend for Christians all over the world. Like we're all celebrating this one event and uh, what a cool thing. Hey, I want to just take a second real quick and, uh, and say hey to, to anybody who's brand new. Um, this might be your very, very first time ever coming inside of a church. And uh, if that's you, or if like this is maybe just your first couple of times, I just want to say I'm so glad you're, we are thrilled that you're here, man. So thank you so much for coming and spending Easter with us. And if you notice that uh, we're a little bit excited, uh, we have a lot to be excited about this weekend. It's Easter. I mean, we have a lot to be excited about. 
So, I've been asked before, um, kind of like what my favorite holiday is, and I'm not like a big favorites person, but people go like, what's your favorite holiday? And I think if I was going to go by just general holiday rules, I think just sights, sounds, smells, I'm probably going to go Christmas. Anybody else? Like, like Christmas. I mean, if, it's, if, if for no other reason, the Costco blankets. That's just good stuff. But if I think about it through the lens of what it means to be a Christ follower, if I think about it through the lens of transformational events in the history of mankind, if I think about it through the lens of Christianity would not exist without this one thing, then I got to go with Easter. I got to go with Easter. And I think... I think Easter gets a little bit undersold, because if you really think about it, church, this is the pinnacle of our faith. This is it. Without this, Christianity has no legs, without this one thing. So I've asked somebody before, what's the greatest thing Jesus ever did for you in your life? And, and I, it's always a, a common response, and it's a true response, and it's a good response, which is, he died on the cross for me so I could be forgiven of my sins, which is true. But that's only half of the story. Everybody, I'll put it this way. That's Friday. Come on, somebody. That's Friday. How many do not want to spend your Christian life living it like everything ended at Friday? Now listen, this is Sunday night, and for the Sunday night group, that was a little bit of a golf clap, which you know we don't do here. So I'm just saying that, just moving forward here in, the, in this evening. It's 7-11, you, you got a chance to redeem yourselves. But how many do not want to live your Christian lives acting like everything stopped at Friday? Okay, that's a little better. Now I understand that, that Jesus took a day off on Saturday. And it seemed like all hope was lost. It seemed like all hope was lost. And I can't tell you in my own life how many times I've been there personally. Just where I felt like everything was gone, everything, like it, it just it felt devastating. Growing up the way that I did in a home that was not a church home. Feeling empty and lost and alone. I know what that feels like. But don't you love the God that we serve, when it looks like everything is over and hopeless on Friday, that then Sunday comes. That then Sunday comes. And Jesus does the impossible. He rises from the grave. And you see, he died on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins and our past and our failures. But listen, he rose again so that we could have new life. That's the other half of the story. That's the part that contains the power. That's what gives Christianity legs. It's what makes it unique in all the world is the resurrection. It's Easter. See, you could take somebody who has passed away from a disease and you could take their body and you could bring them to the hospital 
and you could take them into the OR, and you could have the surgeon go in and remove that disease from their body. And now they're disease-free. That's the cross. But church, what do you have still? You end up with what? A dead body. It's the resurrection that brings the new life. The new life for eternity for us as believers. It is what gives power to the name of Jesus. It is what makes all things possible. Come on, how many know you can't go to the Holy Land and go visit the bones of Jesus because they are there because he rose just like he said he would? Come on, shout if you believe that tonight. How many believe there is power in the name of Jesus? Come on, say it with me. There is power in the name of Jesus. Say it with me. There is power in the name of Jesus. Shout tonight if you believe it, church. Come on, let's sing together. Cause in the past could talk, it would tell me this, my God.
Come on, sing it with me. My God isn't finished yet. If he didn't before, he can do it again. So I trust him with what comes next. Cause my hindsight says I can't count on this. My God isn't finished yet. If he didn't before, he can do it again. So I trust him with what comes next. For the God I know, it's known for faithfulness. Yeah, my hindsight says I can trust him with what's next. For the God I know, it's known for faithfulness. Yes, he is. Yes, he is.
get together with Pastor Chris and Pastor Stephen on Thursday to just go in after the presence of God and try to pen lyric and melody. And after a couple of hours, it just felt like the presence of God just stopped everything. And we wrote a song called The Blessing. And it's straight from scripture. And it's the heart of the Father over us as his kids. And we're gonna sing it this morning if that's okay. And this is a blessing over you and your family and your children. So just receive this this morning. Just put your hands out in front of you. Turn your heart to a place of just receiving the blessing of heaven from God himself over you this morning.
thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you
inside All around you, within you He is here, He is here In the morning, in the evening In your coming, in your going Rejoice, he is for May the favor, may the favor be upon you and his Come back 